Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. You have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, play partners, and welcome to our Power Hour on Star Style, be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you are listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our goal is to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations that will get you talking. Because we are about heart and soul designed to inspire and motivate you to greatness. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions. Coaching you for writing, speaking, and media interviews. Call 925-377-STAR or visit StarStyleProductions.com. And this Miracle Moment is from Gutta. When you finally trust yourself, you will know how to live. Think about that one. It's very true. It's, it's all about believing in yourself. And this is what our show's about today. In our T for Two, a mother-daughter brew with Heather and I, we're going to talk about enjoying the good life. You know, wine, food, living an inspired and happy life is a personal choice. And we want to hopefully just kind of spark some ideas on how we live ours and how we like to live in the moment and savor the seconds and possibly you do too. And then in our second segment, best-selling author of Witches of East End, soon to be a lifetime television series starring Julia Orman, will be on our show with her newest novel, Winds of Salem. It is the spellbinding conclusion to the Witches of East End. And then in the final segment, it's how do you find a great job, a loving partner, increase your income, or find the best living situation? The answer is to be yourself. And we're going to be talking all about you in segment three. So living an inspired life, it's a gift to ourselves. For me, I think it means expressing ourselves with creativity, discovering or rediscovering what it is that makes us happy. 
And so Heather and I thought we would just kind of take a light path today and talk about the simple things that make us tick, whether it is, you know, food, wine, friends, animals, dancing, gardening, volunteering, whatever it is. Uh, This segment is all about refreshing and regrouping and just savoring the second. So, Heather, let's start with you because you have so many fun things going on right now. In fact, you're just getting back from a couple of lovely days uh, down in Temecula. So, what do you think is the importance of being inspired and being happy and living kind of the good life? Yeah, well, one thing I must say, and I don't want anyone to think that, oh, it's this spooky vision of that every day is sparkles and rainbows, because with all things, you have to have a little rain to have rainbows. So it's normal to feel stressed and feel, you know, any anxiety. And I want people to know that that's not the message we're trying to say is that. Exactly. You know, I mean, I think, share that. That everything I think is natural we share that on a regular basis. Sometimes. Um, sometimes when you are upset, really good things can come from it and stressful things and all that. But, you know, getting to the day-to-day is that life is, happiness is a choice. And, you know, happiness is an inside job. And I think many times, you know, we try, oftentimes people, you know, they see people who are happy and try to, how, you know, well, how are you happy? There's this and this is stressful. And it's making your own decisions. It's, it's time deciding you know, looking at the big picture of it, of, you know, I'm I'm alive, my family's alive, you know, I have a roof over my head and food in my belly, there's not much to complain with. And I think oftentimes, um, you know, when you have a really positive outlook, that attracts people to, they sort of, when you're around, oftentimes I think when you're around negative people, you start feeling really negative. And it's something, you know, a lot of times you'll fake it till you make it. Sometimes when you're in the best mood and you're around really negative people, it can bring you down. And the same thing can happen, too, when you're around really positive people. Before you know it, you start to feel really good. It's contagious. It, you know, and, it, again, it goes both ways, good and bad. And so trying to be that person, to be that positivity, that people radiate to, that kind of almost to be a mirror for people so that they can feel really good about it. And I think it's trying to make fulfillment within your own life. And, you know, I think it's unfortunate oftentimes you see these studies that talk about how to be happy and they say things that, you know, allow yourself to have at least 15 minutes of pleasurable activities a day, meaning, you know, doing something you love. And I think 15 minutes, like, the fact that you have to schedule, you know, do something good for myself today, um, that it's a task is why people, you know, oftentimes are stressed and feel like out. So I think it's kind of continuously. So for me, for example, you know, finding things that I, I love and I want to have in my life. So, for example, I love wine, and I love a good wine. Not that I'm a wine snob, but um, I definitely, you know, I, I not to say I've had some great, very cheap bottles and some terrible expensive bottles, but I'm just saying a good wine. Having a wine that I know I like and I can open it, whether it's out of uh, yay, you know, it's time for my 5 o'clock wine, or I'm stressed, I need a glass of wine kind of thing. But just have something nice. I love to, I love creating within my own house. Um, a sanctuary, you know, things that I don't want TVs in the bedroom. I don't want that distraction. And I love having scented candles. Uh, incense sometimes burns my, and I love having really, like, these so many candles, and oftentimes they cost a little bit more money. But especially in these fall times, you get white ones that smell like pumpkin pie and uh, apple strudel and French vanilla and fresh laundry. And for there's something special about sense that we get that nostalgic, you know, when you smell sun tan lotion, you, you think of times at the beach in summer, 
So for me, having an atmosphere that smells really positive and smells good, instantly I feel relaxed and then I feel better and I feel good. And again, it's the people you put around you. I know in various cheaper twos, we've talked about toxic friends and sometimes, you know, the people in our life bring us down and, you know, can affect our health. But we're stressed around, you know, quote-unquote friends or family members and, you know, these people that are part of our life and you need to take that out of your life. So I think, you know, there's always an apple in every bunch of difficult, but really, you know, the people, it's the, the quality over the quantity. So I try to surround myself with my friends that I truly consider my friends that I can turn to for anything. And then at most of the time, it's not that I need to turn to, you know, to have serious conversations, but the friends that I can have that, you know, truth and honesty with. But also, I want these to be the same person that I can also be silly with and laugh until I cry. So, you know, I think it's really keeping a positive atmosphere around you. It rubs off on you, and it affects other people in so many other ways. Um, you know, just being this past weekend, or this past week, we were in Temecula doing, getting stuff ready for the big wedding that I must say many stresses come with that. But I have to say this morning, I came outside, and it was just beautiful out, and it was silent almost, and the sun was out, and the air smelled so good. And I just brought, like, kind of just took in the moment, and I felt really good inside. And I think that's something oftentimes we just have to take uh, a second in our life to really breathe in these moments and really feel, um, you know, this is the, that we are here in this life and that we want to feel that positivity. So I've been feeling the microphone. For you, what do you feel, you know, what are the things that make you feel positive and that you feel, you know, that's something you could share with other people um, how to live a life that, you know, that's positive and they can also um, breed positivity onto other people. Well, those were all such great tips, Heather. And I first wanted to go back to what you first said at the beginning about you have to have a little rain if you want to see the rainbows. And, you know, we talk about that a lot here, is that no matter who we are, we're all humans. We're humans in training, I like to say. And what I mean by that is, that, again, we always have a choice of whether to be happy, whether to be sad. Life is a choice. And no matter how good you are or how hard we try to do the right things, bad things are going to happen to good people. But it's not what happens to us. It's how we respond to things. So, obviously, we have to attempt, at least, when the going gets tough, <laughs> to be the tough that get going and see the positive side of life. And I think that is the way that you and I have always operated and you know as people know the charity and and the Starsdale offices were robbed this past week my husband's car got broken into a couple of days ago you know and it, these are all things that could kind of get you down but instead you know you have to just flip the coin and realize that we as you were saying you have your health and you know you have your family and you have your friends and those are the things that are really important so getting to what really makes me happy is I need a lot of alone time. And I realize that because I'm a creative person and I need to think. And when, as much as I enjoy being around people, I have to be by myself because I can't write. I can't be that, um, that source of energy for other people unless I replenish myself. So I actually do schedule just me time and I don't look at it as being selfish. I look at it as being restorative, that I have to have this time just to get things done. For example, this morning, uh, the coming right up is Melissa De La Cruz. 
who's the best-selling author with her new book. But her new book didn't arrive until yesterday. And I was booked working from like 6 yesterday morning till midnight. So I didn't get to her book. So what I had to do is I got up this morning at 6 and I, I had to um, slice out the time to read the book. And it took me a few hours. And it was wonderful because... It was just my time to read the book, get prepared for the show. <laughs> and yeah. it, yeah, and, but you know, you, I, I, and so instead of feeling stressed because I hadn't read the book in, you know, like in a week in advance, uh, I just gave myself the permission to do it today and to be prepared for it. So things that just having time to read, going into my garden, playing with my animals, you know, I have a big barnyard of animals and that I just love being with the animals. And I realized today that one of the little baby chicks that I thought was a hen just as possibly could be a rooster, although dun, it's not. Da, I know. Dun, da, da. So, but don't say anything to anybody. I haven't heard any cock-a-doodle-doos. And well, he, she is awfully beautiful me. and awfully friendly. <laughs> but so, so that makes me happy. I love, I really enjoy swimming every day for me. I know for you it's going to bar, but for me it's swimming, and I just need to swim every day, and just to get my my uh, energy up and and to get some exercise. And it's so fun to to go dancing. I can't wait for your wedding where we can just dance up the storm. And as you were saying earlier, good food and you know good wine is always important. And we love to, it's our family tradition, our whole family's, you know, in the wine business. So it's, it's great to have a nice glass of wine and to share it with somebody and to talk about it and to learn about it. And I, I love, I also love with the gardening. Right now I'm writing an article for the newspaper about all the medicinal herbs and plants and fruits and everything that are in our garden and how we can use them for different ailments, especially now that fall and winter are coming along. And I realize how much I love cooking with all these different herbs. And I really know the spices and the tastes and what goes with what. And that, to me, is very, you know, is is really fun and is creative. And so just simple, none of these things are great big things. Obviously, I love working with the kids and being... um, being a mentor to all these teens through Be the Star You Are charity and, and doing good things for others. You know, it's, it's all volunteer work, but it is fun to, to help others. And then, of course, getting together with family and friends is, is always important and sharing, you know, sharing what we have and then just hearing what's happening with other people. Little things put smiles on my face. You know, a kind word, a, a smile, a, something a pretty sunset, clouds in the sky, flowers, all those simple things of life. And I think the best thing about what you and I are both saying, they're available to all of us. Right? Exactly. 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 On this time, when, you know, when we're all on these strict budgets, um, yes. these for the most part are things that are completely available to all yeah, of us. Yeah, we don't have to spend money. Well, if you can just, you know, put a smile on your face and do kind things for others, and and then just decide to have a really good time in life and to be creative and inspired. You will lead an inspired and motivated life. Well, Heather, go ahead and give out the website. Most definitely. We want you to go to BeTheStarYouAre.com as well as BeTheStarYouAre.org. And when we return from break, we are going to return to 1692. 
and the Salem Witch Trials with Melissa De La Cruz's Witches of Easton novel, the new one, Winds of Salem. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This and is Star Style Productions, and that's Heather. We'll be right back. Don't go away. The star you are, the star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Bethestarur.org. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be the Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are, you are. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. We know you have a plan for your life. You've set your goals. You know where you want to go. But there's always detours, and that's where we come in, right here with you every week bringing you the authors, experts, and books that inspire, entertain, and motivate you. I want to help you ignite your power and shoot for the stars. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And just a quick reminder, my newest book, the audio-enhanced version of The Business of Show Business, includes original interviews, music reviews, tips, all of those good things, the, it's also an ebook form available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, book, iBookstore, and any place that, that books are sold. It's the business of show business. For about 10 months in the year 1692, Salem Village, Massachusetts became the site of the infamous accusations of witchcraft that resulted in the hanging deaths of innocents. New York Times bestselling author Melissa De La Cruz has stirred up a magical brew combining history with fantasy to bring us her newest novel in the witches of east end it's winds of salem welcome back melissa to star style be the star you are oh it's great to be back cynthia thanks so much for having me again well i am so excited that you're back i mean first of all i have to tell all our listeners you're launching two books right now winds of salem this is the adult book and you've just launched frozen which is the new teen season series with your husband. Congratulations. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we, I know it's crazy. It is <laughs> Our crazy. Our schedule get... is crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, we'll talk more about that on their schedule, but I believe you're in Oakland, California to da- tonight. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Doing a, yes, a reading and book signing? Very yes, cool. We, we are going to be in a great good place for books around 7 o'clock. So All if right. You're, you're in the area, please come and see us. So we want people to know that. So you can also go to her website and find out how to get there and all of that good thing. Well, I have to start with a question. Because last year when you were on the show, you introduced us to the Beauchamp and the Gardner family of Northampton, who to Mm -hmm. outsiders looked like just normal middle-class family, you know, with mother Joanna, the daughters Freya, and Ingrid Beauchamp. But in in fact, they were medieval witches, (laughs) while... Grand Killian Gardner were the gods of mischief and beauty and, and joy, although, again, they look, you know, like just gorgeous guys that lived in the Hamptons. I was wondering, when I was, like, looking at historical things, did you choose the Hamptons and the name Gardner after that 1658 incident that was in East Hampton? Where yeah. Is that what you did? Yes, I was you know, uh, I said chose it for Gardner Island, which uh-huh. is the oldest, uh, you know, uh, land given to a private family by the crown of uh, England. So the Gardner family owned it before America was America, you know. Uh, so it's kind of this uh, really interesting uh, story. You know, they got it from the, the sovereign, from, from King George, I think, you know, way before America was independent. King George so III. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I had a rooster named King George the Third because I thought King George the Third was such an evil, an evil king. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the thing with the with Gardner Island is the sixteen year old Elizabeth Gardner Howell had given mm-hmm. birth to a child, and when she fell ill, she she accused this person of um, being a witch, and mm-hmm. so and that was happening in the Hamptons, and I thought. That was, that was like amazing to me because you have this fictional place of Northampton. But what I loved in your, in your book too is when you went back to the Salem witch trials of 1692 where both daughters, Ingrid and Freya, in, um, in past times, your characters mm-hmm. had been hung, you actually did use characters from the real history. Oh, yes. So, Definitely. yeah. So you used, you know, like the Reverend Samuel Paris and then, of course, the three girls who had, mm-hmm. you know, had made, had all these antics. Did you have to do a lot of research about the Salem witch trials? What came first? The thought of doing this series or, or, um, the, you know, doing your research of the trials? Uh, definitely for this book, I did a lot of research first. And I had a little bit of going back to, you know, the witch trials in uh, the second book, Serpent's Kiss. And my editor really liked those uh, those parts of the book. And she said, why don't you do a book that's, you know, half set in the past, you know, during Salem? And I said, okay, because <laughs> I'm not a historical fiction writer, you know, and I knew that it would just be a lot of work and a lot of research. But, you know, I kind of felt like it would be a kind of interesting challenge, and it is a, a time in American history that is really fascinating. And, you know, while I knew, I think everybody kind of has a rudimentary knowledge of what happened, you know, when I did all the research and really got into 
you know, the Puritans and how they thought about, you know, the world and uh, about the devil. I mean, to them, the devil was real, you know, and if people accused each other of witchcraft and, you know, being with the devil all the time. It just was a really fascinating kind of mindset. So I read a lot of books uh, that some that were written during the time. There were a lot of pamphlets. Uh, about, you know, these girls and what, what was happening. And, uh, you know, it was always like an outsider woman. It was like somebody who was usually unmarried, kind of single. You know, it was really interesting to see that, you know, which was, you know, a, a woman with no protection, really. You know, so I kind of, you know, and, and, uh, my series is about strong women and kind of strong, you know, uh, kind of female power. And, uh, and, you know, routinely in society, this is really, Something that is, you know, kind of uh, out, you know, like an outsider status. So, so it kind yeah. of fit in with and my what's theme. So, what's so interesting about that time period? And I really enjoyed the way that you had that you went back into the past and you went back to a real time that people do have some rudimentary, you know, knowledge about. Yeah. I, I love the way that you did it because by interweaving real characters. And real events, and then that scene that you have in your book where they're trying to find where's Freya and see if she's dead or alive, and the dates keep changing. Is it June 19th? Is it June 13th, 19th? And then her name appears, and it doesn't appear. And, you know, so it was like, has it been done? Has it not been done? But what's fascinating to me also about that time was that it really only happened for about 10 months, and I think there was, what, 19 people hanged, like five men, 14 women, yeah. and then somebody was, yeah. one guy was crushed to death. But mm-hmm. I still, there's still no real evidence, right, of the spectral evidence of what happened, what these girls were doing. Were they just being mm-hmm. hysterical? Were they play acting? Mm-hmm. Or was mm-hmm. it, you know, was it something, um, like toxologists said, that it was that, that ergot, you know, that contamination, food contamination? Did you find anything to, um, or did you just think it might have been jealousy or boredom? Yeah, you know, for me, I really thought that these were teenage girls who, you know, they were celebrities, you know, the, the, the accusers, you know, and the more kind of wild and frantic, you know, their hysteria was, the more famous they became, you know, and the lives of Puritan girls of that age were were really difficult. I mean, from dawn to dusk, they were working. You know, they had so many chores. They had to do everything. They had to make the candles. They had to make the soap. They had to make the beer. You know, they were just, you know, kind of working from, you know, the minute they got out of bed. And when they started accusing other people of being witches, they suddenly got out of their daily life. You know, they, I kind of think of them as reality TV stars. I you was know, just going to say that. They they seem yeah. like reality TV stars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. exactly. And spoiled, kind of spoiled brats yeah. that just figured out oh. a way to get oh, out definitely. of it. There, it was, I, I really, I also didn't like the treachery that, you know, that happened with Mercy and Freya, mm-hmm. who supposedly were going to be friends, because that was so fun when Freya, they got they were so tired picking potatoes. And, yeah. and potatoes could just <laughs> could come into their baskets by themselves. You know, that you have so many wonderful scenes, and the whole idea of witchery. I mean, in before Christianity, there were healers who collected herbs and made brews to help, you know, women in childbirth and help people when they're sick. But it really was the Christians, you know, Christianity that made it so, especially this Puritan thing, that made it devilish work because there was that thought that 
if you were sick, it was really a punishment for sins committed, and it was up to God to decide. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole idea of going from being the wise woman to an evil sorcerer, it certainly yeah. happened very quickly, didn't it? Yeah, no, they definitely turned on time, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden. Well, <laughs> it was just not good. You are, you have now, the uh, Witches of East End is now a lifetime television series. So, yes, on, um, uh, tell us about it. Tell us about that. That has to be very exciting. Oh, it's incredibly exciting. It is debuting, uh, on October 6th on Lifetime at 10 o'clock p.m. Uh, Julie Ormond, Jenna Dewan Tatum, and Rachel Boston are three witches. And they've added a new character, uh, of Wendy, who, uh, is Joanna's sister, played by Madsen Amick. So I kind of really like it. They've made it two sets of sisters. So there's the older mom and aunt, and then there's the young girls, uh, Freya and Ingrid. And, um, and it, they live in, uh, I think they, we are calling it East Haven in the TV show. And um, what I like about the TV show is that it's really true to the spirit of the book. It's about mothers, daughters, and family bonds. And there's also the hot love triangle from the book that's on the TV show. Oh, good. And, I'm so excited yeah. about that. That was a really, that was a nice twist. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it too. And uh, and the guys who play, um, uh, they're calling Brand Dash in the show. So it's Dash and Killian are so hot. They're awesome. Did you have any part in doing, in casting or writing the script or they, did they just buy the rights to the book or option it? How did that work? Uh, I'm a consulting producer, uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's kind of nice and, uh, but, uh, I'll take no credit. I mean, they make the TV show and, uh, I, and I met with the, I picked the producer, you know, I picked who to sell my book to. I really liked him. He'd done I Am Legend and Constantine. And then he picked, you know, other people to work on the show. And everybody has just been kind of really wonderful. And the interesting thing is Lifetime picked the book. Like, they actually came to us while we were kind of gearing up to sell it and said, is it available? And we were like, yeah. And, and Lifetime said, oh, we want it. And we were like, well, we didn't even have to pitch it to them, you know. So it was really, you know, I think it was such a great uh, process because then we had producers, you know, that we could, you know, we kind of had the, our uh, the litter, like we could do whatever we wanted. And uh, and it's been a really, really great experience. I I am not actively involved in the show, but I am, you know, part of it. So I'm a biggest fan. Um, and uh, and uh, I, really, I really believe in David Sedaris when he said, you know, you give permission for somebody to adapt your work, and then you let it go. You know, I think artists right. need the freedom to, you know, create their own vision of it. And uh, and that's what they're doing, and I'm totally behind it, and I really enjoy it. Well, tell me something, because the, the difference always between reading a book and watching mm-hmm. a film is that when you read a book, you create these characters in your mind and how they look and how they mm-hmm. act and their personalities and all of that. When you see the cast and what you've seen, you know, the dailies or whatever, is it like you experienced when you were writing the book? Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of crazy to see them uh, because the, not just the cast, uh, I mean, definitely the cast. When, you know, when they reenact like the engagement party and, you know, the scenes with uh, Freya and Killian, you know, they're really like, oh, my God, that's so great. But even like the house, like the... The Bush house. house is like exactly yeah. That's what how I mean. That, how is that? Is that is yeah? That like what you wanted and yeah, the library, the house, the bar. It's really amazing. I that is I'm just really blessed. 
Mm-hmm. Where did they shoot it? Did they shoot it in the Hamptons? Uh, no, they shoot in Vancouver. We shot oh, the pilot in, yeah. oh, in North true. Carolina, and now yeah. we're in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where it. All it used TV to be shows North are made. <laughs> no, that's reality these days. You know, yes. the whole runaway production. It's expensive to shoot yes. it in the states. You have to do it somewhere. How many? How many episodes is is it? The Witches of East End. For our listeners be... just joining us, we're talking to Melissa De La Cruz. She's the New York Times best-selling author of the Blue Blood series, and we're talking about her third novel, Winds of Salem, in the Witches of East End um, series, but also about the new Lifetime television series. So it's going to be how many how many episodes? Uh, ten episodes. That's awesome. So it starts on October 6th. So that's mm-hmm. a Sunday night on Lifetime? Uh, Sunday night, yeah. So every Sunday? Will it be every Sunday then? Every Sunday, yes. Sunday yep. at 10 o'clock. Yep. Yay. Okay. So Lifetime every single Sunday. We have to tune in to Witches of, of East End. Well, let's, uh, I want to skip just for a second because you've also released Frozen and we don't need to talk about Frozen, but your husband is, has been a collaborator with you kind of behind the scenes. But with Frozen, he's kind of, he's coming to the forefront. Yeah. This must be really fun. Yes, it is. Uh, he's on book tour with me right now, and, you know, we've been collaborating on Blue Bloods and Witches of East End for 10 years, uh, and now it's kind of official. And uh, I think we were kind of trying to explain, it's like, when we were collaborating before, it was my vision for the vampires and the witches, uh, and he was helping me realize that vision. He was writing with me. We were into mythology, you know, outlining but with Frozen, it really is a shared vision, and we feel like we both really own the book in a different way. So, And we also wanted to, you know, give my credit where credit's due. So, so and is he, ha- is he enjoying it so far? Does he like being yeah, in No, it's, 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 it's great to have somebody uh, with me on tour, and uh, we're enjoying meeting all our readers and uh, kind of discovering the country a little bit, so... Well, very exciting. And I want to also let our listeners know that uh, Melissa will be on our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio, in October. And on that show, she's going to talk about this new series of books called Frozen that sounds very exciting, kind of Las Vegas on ice, right? Or in ice, I should say. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, and she's also going to be talking about her life as a journalist because I'm sure that, um, a lot of people now are just associating you with these amazing series, these novels that you're doing of, with all these witches and, and the Blue Blood series. But you were also a journalist before you started being this kind of writer. You, Wrote for what New York Times and Marie, Marie Claire, Cosmo Girl, Seventeen. Mm-hmm. How was that transition for you? Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, it, it, it was it was fine I, because I actually started out writing novels. So when I was twenty two, I wrote a novel and I got an agent, and my agent sent it to an editor in uh, in New York, uh, Simon Schuster, editor named Jeff Klosky, who's now the publisher of Riverhead. He's very big and important, the fact that he was a young editor. And he told me that uh, he wasn't going to buy my novel, but he thought I had a great voice and I would definitely write books in the future. And he actually encouraged me to be a journalist, and he said that it would show publishers that I could be a professional writer, that I could write a deadline, and I had the clip file, 
that other people had published me, you know, and had published, you know, smaller stories. So he said, you know, not a lot of people are going to buy, you know, a 300-page novel from someone who hasn't even published, you know, one article. So, so I took that advice, you know, uh, to heart, and I started trying to write for uh, newspapers and magazines, and I did it for for about, you know, about, about 10 years, and uh, and I really liked it. You know, it, being a reporter kind of gets you out of your comfort zone. You have to talk to a lot of people, um, and then learning how to work with editors, not to take things personally, you know, when things are cut, when things are changed, and uh, I think it's really good training uh, for, for writers if you want to write books, too. Well, and were you writing any of your books at the same time? I mean, were you thinking oh, about yes. doing all mm-hmm. these things? I mean, because you've, you've written a lot of books. You did the mm-hmm. Ashley series. You did Fresh yeah. Off the Boat. I mean, there, yeah. you have a lot of books. Um, what, Girls mm-hmm. Who Like Boys Who Like Boys, if I'm yeah. remembering right, Fashionistas, all of it. So you've mm-hmm. written a lot. Were you writing some of these at the same time then? Uh, I I think I was probably writing the first three books. I did a book called Cat's Meow and a book called um, How to Become Famous in Two Weeks or Less and The oh, Fascinating That Child. was a good, that one, that's right. That was a good yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. So you know what? Your, your, uh, your characters in the book who are the real characters of the, of the Salem Witch Trial, I bet mm-hmm. you, um, you know, they must have read that book because they became <laughs> famous very quickly and they're still famous 300 years they're later. They're famous, yes. <laughs> I know, it is kind of frightening. It is, it is really the power of teenage girls, you know, and starting that trend. Uh, and there's a scene in the book where, you know, there's girls who are in the courthouse testifying, but then there's like hundreds of girls just outside and they're all spitting, they're all hysteric, they're all being possessed. You know, so it, it's a really, you know, it's like having a trend. It's like everybody doing, you know. <laughs> some, I like some the way you dance. set that up, too, because, you know, the first time we see anybody doing that, they they did it when uh, Freya and um, I don't know the other person Mercy, yeah. came over. Or Abigail. Yeah, uh, Abigail. They came over mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah, she. Mm-hmm. they were like, come on, do it with us. Do it with mm-hmm. us, you know. So they were just they were just play acting, and then they were so um, so opposed to the Barbados uh, Caribbean slave, who mm-hmm. again is a real character from history. She was oh, like, yeah. she was the only one that confessed, right? Um, mm-hmm. But nobody, no, what was her name? Tituba. But nobody knows what happened to her. She was never yeah. hanged, I don't think, was she? Yeah, I don't think so. I think she was just in jail. Maybe they let yeah. her go after. Yeah. yeah, I think that, but yeah, she, she actually confessed to uh, cohorting with the devil and signing the yes. book and yes. all of that. So that really added to the intrigue, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But these, these teenagers, that, the way you portrayed them in Winds of Salem was was just so much like teenagers today. So you could tell that, Teenagers probably have not changed very much at all. Nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. And especially, as you said, the work was really hard. So what's the best way to get out of work is to throw some kind of tantrum or be, be a celebrity for doing mm-hmm. nothing. That's, That's right. <laughs> so let's get about your website because I know that you probably have to get prepared for your book reading and, and, uh, and your book signing tonight in Oakland at 7 p.m. Uh, Melissa's website, melissa 
delacruz.com. Is that the website you want people to go to? Uh, yes. And okay. I'm also active on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash uh, Melissa Delacruz, all one word. Okay. Do you actually respond to all these, the, all these tweets and stuff? Uh, I don't respond to everybody. It just depends on whether I'm there and I can see it on screen. So I miss, I miss a bunch. Um, but, but if I'm on, I will respond to you. Like if you catch me tweeting and then you, you know, kind of say hi, I'll say hi. Good. Cool. So go to twitter.com forward slash Melissa Dela Cruz. And that's always fun, although it's so hard to say anything than, what, 140 characters? Yeah. <laughs> but you can, you can always say hi, and you can always t- tell her which, 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 which you, you love yeah. and which of the guys, which of the love triangle you think is hotter. And I can't wait to see the series starting October 6th, Lifetime, every Sunday for 10 episodes. So we want to stay tuned to The Witches of East End. And this book is Winds of Salem. And it's a great read. And you get plunged back into the 17th century, right into Salem Village and the witch trials. And it just piques your imagination of what life must have been like. I think it was really kind of horrible, don't you? Especially for women. Oh, we would never last. <laughs> I would have never last. You know, do you know how no. I know it wouldn't have last, Melissa? It's so interesting because um, I'm a I'm a garden writer, and actually, oh. my pet name is Goddess Gardener, right? Oh, nice. <laughs> so nice. I'm one of your goddesses here. But the nice. what article I was writing before I started uh, reading your book, it's all mm. about medicinal herbs, and it's called oh, nice. the medicine cabinet. It's all about all the things that we can collect and how we can ease pain and all these different things because I'm a major gardener and I I realized that had I lived in that century which who knows maybe I did um, I would have totally been hanged because I would have totally been considered a witch because I'm just (laughs) you know I'm a nature lover so that you know that's probably what would have happened anyway I think we're we're all good witches right we're just all good all white uh, white magic all white magic I want to just be like the Beauchamp girls well, thank you, Melissa, for coming on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll look forward to having you on Express Yourself Teen Radio in October. Again, her book, Winds of Salem, her website, melissa-delacruz.com, and she's active on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Melissa Delacruz. Have a blast on your book tour. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me today. Always so much fun to talk to you, Cynthia. It's so much fun, Melissa. So you guys have fun, and we will be in touch. And when we okay, come great. back, thank you, thank you, and hello to your husband. And I'm glad he's he's out front now and doing the fun stuff with you. And when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about how to be more like yourself. We want you just to be. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back. Star you are the star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. you successfully communicate decisions within your organization and beyond? You have to find out what are the key points or major messages you want to share when communicating the decision. Outline the points ahead of time of each member of a leadership team 
is communicating individually, creating a common list of key messages is even more important. How is this decision connected to or in alignment with your strategy's vision and mission and values? As leaders, you hopefully have made a decision on keeping your strategies, your mission, and your vision and values in mind. You have to help them see the connections and the relevance of the decision so that the long-term picture of the organization is successful. Have we answered the why to the decision? Too often leaders describe the what but never address the why. Knowing why you're doing something helps people hear, understand, and accept. Who will provide the communication? Is one executive making the announcement or sending the email? Is each individual manager sharing the message with the group? Purposely decide who is the communicator. And how will it be communicated? What's the best medium? Consider the message and how you're going to get it there. So when or by when will it be communicated? Chances are the sooner the better. And what will the process be to check for understanding? Communication is a two-way process. A complete communication plan makes sure that people have gotten the message and that they understand it. When we communicate the right information at the right time in the right way, our communication will be more effective. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit StarStyleProductions.com or call 925-377-STAR. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flames. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit be the star you are.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star. Positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, back to the show with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. The secret to every success lies not in what or even who you know, but clearly seeing where you want to go. So here at Star Style, Be the Star You Are, we believe you have the power to have it all, and we intend to help you get going in the right direction and keep on going. 
I'm Cynthia Bryan, and this is on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, brought to you through Be The Star You Are 501c3 Charity. To make a donation, go to bethestarur.org. And a reminder that Be The Star You Are, its teams, and I will be at the Pear Festival coming up on September 28th at Moraga Commons Park. We'll be doing writing activities for all ages. It's sponsored by the La Mirinda Weekly newspaper, and we thank them for it. And then also coming up starting in October is the 10th Annual Essay Contest sponsored by U.S. Bank. The topic this year is what it means to be an American. So it should be a very interesting topic. So we thank U.S. Bank for that sponsorship. And to get more information, go to starstyleradio.com, click on events, and on events you can find both information uh, to attend the Pear Festival as well as to start thinking about entering the essay contest. You can win dollar prizes, radio interviews, books, and much more. So we hope that you will join us. Well, as we enter a new business and school season, you are likely setting your vision on how to succeed. And I know our teens are on Express Yourself and the kids at Be The Star You Are. So you may be wanting to find a good job or better classes or advance in your current position, increase your income, get better grades, you know, or even want to move and go to a better place to live. Or you want to find a relationship partner, deepen your connection with your current partner, or perhaps you're even wondering whether to stay in your relationship at all. So how do you do this? The answer to all of these questions is the same. Be who you are. Be more of who you are. Be all of who you are. Your greatest career and relationship asset is authenticity. To the extent that you are true to your passions, skills, and intuition, you're going to succeed gloriously when you're true to yourself. If you compromise or lie or over-adapt or sell out, you're, you're still going to be wandering and wondering, what should I do? There's really only one answer to what should I do. It's just be you. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter how brilliant or successful we are, we sometimes feel that we can grow, you know, that we're not growing as lucrative and as successful as we want to be. And so when somebody asks me, when I'm coaching somebody, you know, what is it that I need to do, you know, to, to be more successful or to get to a higher plane, I usually laugh <laughs> a bit because so many of the people that come to me are already so super successful that they just need to have a bit more confidence and they need to just be who they are because they're wise, they're talented, they wow audiences when they go out and speak. No matter what they say or what they do, you know, they're amazing, but they don't always believe it. They think that there's some special trick somewhere that's going to make them be better. So my advice is just be yourself. Come from your heart. Speak from your heart. Stand on your experience. And most of all, if we seek to serve, you know, that's what I do all the time here on the radio and with Be The Star You Are charity and with my coaching with Star Style. I'm seeking to serve, and that's really important. It's how can I help you be more of you? So think about that. You alone have a corner on the market of you, and no one else can imitate or substitute for that essence that you bring to life. 
when the great comedian Charlie Chaplin was in Monte Carlo, he heard about this uh, contest, like a Charlie Chaplin look-alike contest. So he decided that he would enter, would enter a contest to look like Charlie Chaplin, and he didn't tell anybody who he was. And of course, you can imagine his surprise when he came in third. So he didn't even win the contest. So the world is just always busy looking for someone else. So there really is only one you. I know I just got an audition call for celebrity lookalikes. And if you've been listening to me long enough or read any of your books, you might know that for many, many years, um, I was Farrah Fawcett's lookalike. I doubled for her in movies. And then I was um, what was called a lookalike, where when somebody couldn't afford Farrah uh, or, you know, they just wanted a, a lookalike, they called my agent and I did the job. I didn't appreciate it so much at the time because I really wanted just to be me. But there's a lookalike out there for everybody. Dr. Wayne Dyer learned that a scholastic testing service was using an excerpt from one of his books as an element of their reading comprehension exam. And Dr. Dyer, Wayne's been on our show several times. So he actually took a test on his own material and to his amazement, when they graded him, they said that he only understood 80% of his, <laughs> of his own book. And when he asked the test formulators how he explained his less than excellent grade, they replied, and they didn't know he was the author at first, and then of course he told them, and they said, well, sometimes the author doesn't even understand what he's talking about. So I always thought that was interesting, because I know with my book, people are are analyzing them, and they kind of tell me things that I didn't even know were there. So that is kind of true. So I suggest that you do understand your own material, and that while there may seem quirks in who recognizes your identity or who recognizes your worth, the people who will most matter are going to recognize who you are and what you bring to the party. The Charlie Chaplin look like contest, it didn't matter, nor did the Wayne Dyer comprehension test. Both of these talented people have brought great gifts to the world because the people who matter did recognize them. Can you imagine Charlie or Wayne saying something like, hmm, what do I have to change about myself to impress the people who make that contest or test so that I can win my own contest? So <laughs> so the best that we can be is to be our, ourself. You, you know, who you are at your core, the level at which you are completely authentic and aligned with your passion and purpose, is drawing you unto the perfect people, events, experiences that will match your true nature and identity. So you don't have to struggle to make it happen. You just have to let it be. So this season, whether you're going back to school, a job, a living situation, you just need to take your next step in a relationship. Whenever you have a question about what to do, simply remember that you carry within you the essence, and the magic to create extraordinary results. There's nothing to add. Just bring yourself forth. And again, just to bring out what Goethe said, when you finally trust yourself, you will know how to live. I think that's a great miracle moment for our show for today. And also believe in magic, because if you don't believe in magic, magic never happens. Thank you for being great listeners and allowing us into your life every week. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are with me, Cynthia Bryan, and also with Heather Brittany, 
We love to be your personal growth success coaches, and we like to bring you the authors and the experts that offer you entertainment and advice, because you can change your life, and you can make your dreams come true. For information about Star Style Productions, please visit StarStyleProductions.com. You can buy my books, any of my books, Chicken Soup to the Gardener's Soul, Be the Star You Are, The Business of Show Business, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Miracle Moments. Go to StarStyleRadio.com and just click on Store. And to make a donation to the charity, you can go to our team site, btsya.org or bethestarur.org. So our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and amuse you Cherish the past and dream of the future, but live in today and savor the second. And until next week, when we play again in our power playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles do keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. And if you're in the Oakland, California area tonight, make sure to go and visit Melissa Dela Cruz and her husband with their new books, Frozen and Winds of Salem. Thank you for joining me. We'll be together next week and shoot for the stars. Be the star you are. The star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You 